Welcome to another episode of Stardust MQ, I'm Cameron Furlong. My guest today is Sarah Caddy. Sarah is another Macquarie University postgraduate researcher who works closely with Lee Spittler on the Huntsman Telescope, which we featured on a previous episode of this podcast. Now recently, the Huntsman Telescope underwent a number of upgrades to its software and equipment. And so I spoke to Sarah about these upgrades and what they mean for the telescope in terms of its capabilities in what it can observe, the data it can collect, and the science it can conduct. So you have been working on Huntsman for how long now? Probably three or four years, yeah. And what's it been like? (laughs) What's it been like? It's been quite a journey. Um, (laughs) I I started off uh, not knowing much about programming or hardware behind telescopes at all. And I I came into the program as a, um, through an internship. And Huntsman was what really kicked me off, I think. Um, And from there, I've learned not only just about astronomy, but also how to be a software developer and how to be and how to work with uh, the hardware as well. So, yeah, it's been a pretty awesome journey. What's been a highlight for you working on Huntsman? I think it's the people, um, the people that you get to work with. Um, Our team is comprised of people who have come from all around the world to work on Huntsman, um, the students and the academics as well. And, um, and just seeing their areas of research and how they approach problems has been um, incredible and um, really helps to solidify how you approach your own problems and um, ideas in, in your academic career. So you mentioned to me um, that there was some changes going on with Huntsman. Uh, can you tell me a bit about that or is it top secret information? <laughs> no, it's not top secret at all. Uh, everything about Huntsman is completely open source. So if any of the listeners do want to learn anything about Huntsman, um, if you're an active programmer as well and you might want to um, help with some of the software development, you can always go to our links. Uh, I'm going to plug it. <laughs> um, go for and, it. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah, just head on to Macquarie and, and look for Huntsman. Um, but yeah, so um, the, the changes. So Huntsman is designed to be uh, a, a telescope that is built from off-the-shelf components. So what we mean by that is um, things that you can just buy yourself. So if you wanted to build your own Huntsman, all of the designs are there. You you could do it if you had enough money to do so. (laughs) Um, But the beauty of being developed with off-the-shelf components that are available in a commercial space means that everything is sort of compatible with each other. And so whenever there is a big update in technology, we're able to just switch out what we have and install new things. And something that came up because of the development of cameras um, specifically for iPhones and and um, smartphones is the development of these new cameras which are able to take very fast images. Um, And that helps us to be able to sample the sky at a much higher or faster cadence. And we can then start to look for flashes of light or um, exoplanets and, and things like that Um, if we're able to sample the sky faster. So one of the big upgrades that we have had with Huntsman is installing these new ZWO cameras. They're not a traditional CCD, which takes a lot longer to to get the data off the camera. Uh, They're able to operate really quickly. 
Um, so that's one upgrade we're doing. And another upgrade is to do with the computers on the back of each of the lenses. So Huntsman, if you don't know for the listeners, is an array of telescopes. It's not just one. And that's why we call it Huntsman. Um, it's reminiscent of a, a Huntsman spider with lots of different eyes. But whereas a Huntsman spider has one central brain which controls all the eyes, Huntsman has 10 brains, for one for each individual eye. And uh, those computers or brains uh, have had to be updated um, because of these new cameras. So because we're taking data so quickly, uh, Huntsman now has to be able to decide for itself if it wants to keep an image or if it doesn't. Uh, particularly if we're looking for transient things, so fast flashes. So um, Huntsman now has to have the ability to look at an image before it saves it and before it sends it to a central computer and go, do, do I want to keep that? Is, is there anything there of interest for the scientists? Um, and so we've had to update it with these new, um, what we call in, NVIDIA Jetsons, and they're basically just computers that have a graphics processing um, a unit on them um, that they're able to look at images and, and determine very quickly what the features of that image are. So we're in the process of installing the Jetsons to help us look at the sky in real time um, and also to make to help Huntsman make better decisions when it's observing. Okay, and I think you touched on it briefly just, to, just before. So what, what will you be able to observe now? Um, one thing we're hoping to look at, and this is um, the research of one of our students, Jaime, um, is exoplanets. And you can look at exoplanets with a, a normal telescope, um, but with these really fast uh, images we're able to take, it helps you see the detail um, in a light curve. So we're looking for exoplanet transits, which is when the exoplanet moves in front of the star and you see a dip in the light from the star as it blocks some, then it comes back on the other side as it comes away and you, the brightness increases again. So if you're able to take really, really fast images as that planet is moving in front of the star, you can look at what features are around that planet. So there might be a moon, there could be some rings around that planet, just like uh, Saturn um, or like our own moon. And if, if you're able to take images fast enough, you may see the detail of, of that moon or, or of those rings. So that's one extra thing that Huntsman can now do. Um, Huntsman also will be looking for flares, uh, which are a little bit like the solar flares that our star has, uh, but these flares are much, much bigger. Uh, enormous amounts of energy and particles um, being emitted from a flare of this magnitude that we're able to see with Huntsman. And one particular candidate we're interested in is Proxima Centauri. And uh, that star is the closest star to planet Earth. And it also has um, planets around it. So it'd be interesting to look at this um, star, see these flares. Um, it flares quite often. Actually, there's been a lot of studies around this and see what impact those flares might have if life existed around some of, on some of the planets around Proxima Centauri. So that's an, another thing that Huntsman is able to do. Um, one of the final things that we're also hoping to target um, is 
fast radio bursts. Now, there's not much I can say about fast radio bursts because we don't know what they are. <laughs> but basically what they are is a big, bright, of fast radio <laughs> waves. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what they are. That's all we know. Um, and, and we often see them coming from host galaxies. That's been some recent work coming out of the department um, where they've been able to find the progenitor or the, the target that these fast radio bursts came from. Uh, but there's never been a detection, well, there's never been a detection of an optical counterpart. There has been an X-ray detection which came out as a paper published only a few months ago. But, um, yes, yeah, so we really don't know what these radio things are. And Huntsman, now that it can sample the sky quickly, might be able to catch one of these optical counterparts. It sounds like you're turning Huntsman into, like, a Swiss Army telescope. That's exactly right. Yes, <laughs> the the area of low surface brightness imaging, which is what Huntsman was originally designed for, is a very competitive field. And our direct competitor, uh, Dragonfly Telescope, it has, oh, I think it's getting 167 uh, eyes. <laughs> so it's, it's a big array. Uh, they're, of course, in the Northern Hemisphere. And so... Um, we complement each other actually really well. They're not really our competitors. We They see a different, completely different part of the sky to us. Um, but there are lots of people looking for low surface brightness things now. And so what we want to do with Huntsman is explore just how much a little telescope like this can do. Um, low surface brightness imaging is an, is an awesome, enormous field, but what? how much can Huntsman do? This is kind of a unexplored territory because here we have a telescope built from things that are not really supposed to be a telescope it's it's built from lenses um that are for imaging birds and sports <laughs> and so you know how far can we push it it's a really interesting experiment to do any projects that you're working on at the moment like aside from huntsman or is or is all of your energy focused on the telescope no, definitely not all of my energy. I, I focus, I'm focusing most on the hardware upgrades for Huntsman at the moment. There's an enormous team behind the software as well, and, and they could give you a whole different story. Um, but something else I'm working on is um, where my supervisor, Lee Spitler, and I uh, work with a team um, called Skyhopper. And Skyhopper will be a space telescope but a very small one. It's going to be about the size of a shoebox, so, or a suitcase, quite small. Um, but it's, it's still pretty powerful because it has very, very specialized equipment on board. Um, it has highly sensitive detectors and specialized filters, which enable us to target very specific um, types of light. Um, and one thing that Skyhopper will be looking at is something called zodiacal light. And that comes from uh, sunlight scattered off dust particles in the solar system. Uh, and why do we care about dust? <laughs> it's usually something that we want to subtract from our images, but that's just the point, right? Uh, every telescope has to look through zodiacal light. So if you're interested in something behind that, you have to subtract the light from the zodiacal light first to measure it accurately. And right now, um, there are no telescopes which are continuously monitoring the intensity of the light that we see. And, and it does vary as the Earth goes around the sun, as it moves around and uh, the intensity of the light from the dust changes. 
And so uh, Skyhopper will monitor that very closely and, and help other telescopes be able to subtract that information. So I'm, yeah, I'm working on the, the science case behind that as well. Stardust MQ is a podcast made with the support of the Macquarie University Department of Physics and Astronomy and the Macquarie University Physics and Astronomy Society. Thanks to Oliver Doherty for editing this episode. Our intro music is by Poddington Bear and our outro theme is from Ketsa. I'll talk to you next time.